Blog Talk Radio. I'd like to welcome everybody to Blog Talk Radio, Vibe Time with Jerry, and our StreamYard. I've got my co-host, David Flowers, and my special guest, John Stevens, and we are going to be talking about um, the upcoming paranormal different events. John Stevens is the founder of Virginia Paranormal Events on Facebook, but he also has a website, www.virginiaparanormalevents.com. So, how you doing tonight, John Stevens? Wonderful. <laughs> I'm always glad to be here. Yes. It's always good having you on, on the show. I know. I almost forgot today. I was so busy at work, and I was, like, planning what I was going to do after work, and Hey, hey, know, when, when I'm finished with work, I'm like, I've got to get away from my desk and, and go do stuff around the house. And I was like, oh, no, i got to make sure I put this show. Yeah. 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 So, it's, always, it's always a pleasure having you on. And, and you've been doing it with me, good gosh, for, seems like forever. How many years is it going on now? It's quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Three or four, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kimberly. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still just a young pup here. You David, just... I saw something in my, uh, in my timeline come up, and I didn't realize how long I'd been coming to the uh, manor house, because uh, it was like one of the probably the first time I went, and uh, I think it was, yeah, 2016, or something gracious. like that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, my daughter was, uh, I think she went with me the very first time I went, or maybe the second time, but it was, uh, she was only like 14 at the time. She's 21 now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a long time. Damn. No, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Mm. And, I, uh, yeah, I try yeah. to make it uh, at least once every couple of months yeah. to come down there. Because it it, it's, it's close. 
hour from me. Hi, uh, Ronnie. To get there. And, uh, hey, Ronnie. And we always have a good time when we go. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to pamphlet, yeah, right? Yeah, um, early after last night. Oh, and tell me more. Yeah, um, don't have any specifics, but we got some, got some stuff going through the SB7, and of course Jerry Spiel and her her boyfriend there, and and had six people on the tour. They're they're pretty good, pretty good energy. Well, we have it all on camera, too, so. Yeah, and uh, we got Pamphlet Park uh, coming up this Saturday. Yeah. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a little over a year since I've been out there. Yeah. Uh, the last public investigation, I think, was uh, last August or July, something like that. Mm-hmm. I remember it was the hottest day of the year. Um. But looking forward to it because the very first time I went to Pamphlet, it was freezing cold. Yeah, but they had and some good burgers that, that on that first yeah, trip. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. They did. Good gracious. Yeah. That was so good. I remember, uh, I think I caught a cold from that night because I was just outside for like a couple of hours. Yeah. Breathing in that 25-degree weather. Awesome. Yeah. So, Ronnie will be at Pamplin Park. I don't, I'm not going to be able to make that one. Hopefully, if he does another one, I'll be able to make that. It's just, I think, with what has, what's going on with me, it's a little bit too early for me to do that because that, it's, it's a lot of walking. Yeah. And I just don't want to take my chances. Yeah, it is a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, yeah. Dennis had told us what places we were going to go to. And yeah. Stuff, and it's, it's the usual places. Yeah. Uh, anybody that's I never been that. out, never been to Pamphlet, you know, hey, hey, let's over 400 acres to investigate. Mm-hmm. And there's, but there are several public places you can go and investigate. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Jane, they're not. It is, Jane. It's cold out. <laughs> So my sister Donna was watching uh, Travel Hi, Channel John. the other night, and they showed the repeat of the uh, of the pamphlet uh, with with uh, the star Gene Wells and Dennis Eslaw. Oh uh, yeah, I've watched uh, that a couple of times. Hey John Savage. So and that and that was really good. I mean, it was it was. They did a really awesome job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they really did, yeah. Unfortunately, it's cold to me. I just don't think, you know, getting over pneumonia, having a heart attack is just the wisest things for me to be walking around Pamphlet Park right now. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think so, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you're just cold-blooded, so. I know. Yeah, thanks, Ronnie. I, I yeah, I could do the um, I could do the the um. They're going to gather up donations for an electric electric scooter. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Love you too. 
<laughs> Shayla, if you're next to him, please pop him, like, right in the back of his head, and I want a picture of it. No, I know it's not a smart move at all. Uh-uh, not. It's only been, what's today, Tuesday, three weeks and one day. Yeah. Who's yeah. counting, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not like her. She's not, she's not going to milk it or nothing. Yeah, I'm not milking it or anything. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, uh, uh, not to, uh, I'm not making fun of Jerry and her heart condition, but it has, it has, uh, with another person I know that had recently had a heart problem arise out of nowhere. I'm like thinking, you know, it's just you reflect on yourself and say, wow, if it can happen to them, can it happen to me or something like that? You start to think about those kind of things as you get older. I never thought about those things when I was was David's age. I couldn't think about those kind of things. Thank you, Sheila. Well, I just kept attributing it to an upper respiratory infection. I didn't realize that it was a blood clot, 100% fog. I just didn't know that because it didn't show yeah, up in anything. I think if you had a heart, it might have killed you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You're right. I guess it's just, it's just not there. <laughs> heartless. I know I'm heartless. <laughs> heartless. We got uh... You know, we just got over Halloween, and there was a lot of things going on at Halloween, as you know, in October. Yeah. Everybody was doing something. Everybody was at some event, and I, I you know, you, you spread yourself really thin, but you still don't get a chance to go and do everything you want to do. And uh, people that I've talked hey, with Katrina. about some of the events that they were involved with, and that, uh, really, it was awesome trying to keep up with me. You know, mm-hmm. we had we had events at the cabin. Um, there was events at Bell Grove. There were events at at the Octagon Mansion. Um, there were events at St. Albans. Uh, events to go along with all the other normal places, places like Stan. Or the manor house, or, mm-hmm. you know, these are all ongoing things, and uh, there was just a lot. It's almost like the whole month is National Ghost Hunting Day. You know, right. Every weekend is just tons and tons of events, and then what always happens yeah. in November and December it just falls off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we do have some events coming up. Uh, not, not a lot, but it's funny because a lot of the events that are coming up are all on the same nights. So you have your choice uh, of places to go, uh, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard choice for, for people to make. Well, like I said, it starts off that the pamphleting event, the pamphlet event sold out so fast with, with 60 tickets. And uh, people are still trying to get in on that, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, 
house. That's why I, I, I really hate. I, I, I you, just, you have no idea how much <laughs> I want to go to this event, and I can't. I know I can't, and it just it's upsetting. got some jokes tonight. Who 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 is he who are you calling a sissy? Oh, never mind. Yeah, he's got jokes. Go ahead and crack him upside his head.
contact John Cushman up there at Octagon and see what he has available. Uh, they literally seem like they're putting on events every weekend. A lot of them are private. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, there were, there were events at uh, St. Albans this past weekend. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of uh, things that have been going on. Now, we've got some things coming up. Tennessee uh, Ray Texas will be in Virginia two more times before the end of the year. The 3rd of December, they're at the Exchange Hotel. Uh, and that's just a one-night event. And then the 10th of December, they're in uh, St. Albans. Uh, that's their last event of the year. And then uh, also on December 10th, is RGL is going to be at putting on an event at uh, uh, the Grange, uh, which is in Chesterfield County. And the, the cool thing about the Grange is it sits right across from Chesterfield Courthouse, the old Chesterfield Courthouse. And right where that's at, it used to be a fairly large property, but there was an open field right beside that. Today there's, I don't know, like a Burger King or something that sits there. But that's where they would hang me. Oh, there's So there's a story that I was reading about this famous trial that became uh, publicized all over the country. It was a national story where it happened here in Chesterfield where there was a uh, a uh, young couple. Well, I'll, I'll say it this way. He, he was either in his 30s or 40s and his wife was like 19. And his wife was cheating on him. With this, uh, with this guy, and the husband confronted the lover, and the lover killed the husband. It became a world, a worldwide known story. I mean, it was reported in France and all of that, and it happened right here in Chesterfield, where they end up uh, finding the guy guilty and hanging him right there in the field, right there beside it. Uh, and, and, and you read the stories about how they, the people. This is on a, I think it was on a Sunday. They, they brought their picnic lunches and sat out there, and there was a thousand people in attendance watching this hanging. So that kind of thing happened uh, quite a bit at that field right there uh, across, the, across the road from the old courthouse. And, and the Grange is a, is a uh, it's Magnolia Grange is what it's called. I call it the Grange. And it's, it's a really... Uh, Convincing when you're going down uh, Route 10, and you got to look for it, and it's right there. And, and uh, but that's going on there. There's also the the Christmas event that's going on at the, uh, the cabinet on 360, mm-hmm. where you uh, you can bring a gift. I believe it valued at twenty or twenty five dollars, uh, like wrapped. Right. And that gets you um, admitted to the, to investigate. And so we join the cabin at the brick rancher next door. That's, again, that's just three events that I know of that are on December, December 10th. So 
Interesting watching his videos. Well, you know, at least he sets up equipment. Look at look at the hospital I just came from. They had stuff all over the place, and I'm trying to go to sleep, and I can't because I'm watching dead people walk past my ICU um, door back and forth. So let me ask you this: so kind of on that same subject. Hi, Austin. Because just just being in ICU yeah. for those couple, I think I was there for what two nights. I think. I mean, I was trying to go to sleep and I just, I couldn't because some a woman would just walk past my, you know how they have the little curtain. I could see the shadow of it walking past my curtain constantly, and I was just like, oh my god, you know. And I asked the nurse. Because one of the male nurses, <laughs> I was asleep, and I must have been dead asleep, you know, like <laughs> dead, deep, very deep sleep. But I felt something watching me, so when I rolled over, I looked up, and there's this male nurse standing there with my medication in his hand. And I just, <gasps> you know, real quick, and I'm like, what are you trying to do? Give me a second heart attack? Don't you realize I see dead people every day, you know? <laughs> and I was like, including the dead people you got walking around the hospital? He was like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> he was like... Our hospital don't have windows where you can open them up and let the souls out. He was like, the other hospital I worked at, you can open up the window and let the souls out. This place, they're locked in here. <laughs> so they know, you know, but yeah. I, that's what I love to, uh, to talk with people in, in locations that, uh, you know, I've been to, there's been a couple of restaurants I've been to lately. Mm -hmm. uh, one was at, uh, not too far from you, uh, over yeah. on the way to uh, Stingray Point, there was a restaurant there. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's an older, older building. And I went in and I, we, we had heard that there was a ghost story there. So I asked the waitress if uh, she's had any experiences. And she said, no, not her personally, but the owner has. And she, I said, is she here? Said, yeah, I'll go and get her. She brought her over, and I had I heard about heard her own personal story, and I was pretty cool. And then uh, went to Smithfield uh, a few weeks back, uh, and I happened to be there at the same time John Savage was, but I just didn't know it. Uh, and uh, we were eating uh, down at the uh, at the brewery right there. Uh, down by the water, and they were decorated for Halloween, uh, and I was sitting next to a uh, an old an old fireplace that had a, a creepy doll on the on the mantel, and I took a picture of it, and then the waitress said, "Oh, you're brave, you know, uh, take a picture of that something." something might happen to you or something like that. And I said, I said, well, I just thought it was a Halloween decoration. She goes, no, he's permanent. 
And I was like, oh. I said, that's great. And she said, yeah, but the even cooler thing is there's a video on the, uh, the security videos that like, we've actually caught it moving, uh, moving its head and things like that. And so I said, oh, you've got to tell me more. And I said, I'm a paranormal investigator. And she just was forward by that, so she just opened right up. Right, she right. said the, the, the room next door used to be a funeral parlor, and this room over here was something else. You know, it was crazy. And then she, then she opened up. Like a lot of people have their own ghost stories. Hey, you know, you get the people ask, talking about that kind of thing. They'll open right up to you. And she was telling me about she lives in this old, this very old house, and, uh, and she had experiences there. And she wanted the team to come and investigate there. And um, yeah. so I gave her my my information and stuff, and told her to contact me, and we'll we'll see if we can get something set up. But to hear her tell that story, it was really. Uh, Hi, John. It was really great because she was uh, telling me about her, how her uh, her mother. I, I don't know if she, her mother lives with her, but or had grown up on that property. But she had some great stories as well. Oh. And, and so that's just two instances lately where I've been where people have opened up about um, their ghost experiences and. So, going back to the hospital thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've seen some videos of, of things that have happened at hospitals, and mm-hmm. they're kind of unexplainable, you know, but it does kind of make you think that, hey, with as much death and, and misery that goes on in a place, I can't imagine any more going on in a hospital. Uh, I was, uh, my mother's recently been in the hospital and I had, uh, I had left to visit her. And when I was walking through the parking lot, uh, at night, uh, there was a, there was a man standing there on the sidewalk. I had to walk quite a ways and it was a dark parking lot. And there was a man standing on the park and he looked like he was lost. And, I knew where I was going. I knew where my car was, but he looked like he didn't know where he was. And he's kind of walking back and forth on the sidewalk uh, about 30, 30 feet away from me. And, you know, you always have to be careful. You know, when you're in places, you don't know what people's intentions are. That's true. Like that. So you always keep your eyes open on the back of your head, you know, type of thing. I don't carry a weapon uh, or one me uh, other than my guns. Uh, but they, uh, I got up to the parking lot where my car was located, and I noticed that he had kind of tailed behind me, but he wasn't very close. Mm-hmm. I just kept my distance. <clears throat> and I go and get my car. And I turn around and he's no longer there. Oh. And I got my car and I drove down. Uh, there was really 
explain why the girl was walking along the road in a hoodie during the summertime? It must have been 90 degrees outside. Yeah. Oh, no, I have uh, to ask my kids because they do that crap all the time. Yeah, I know. I know. And younger people do do that. Uh, but she did look, the girl I saw, and the only reason I remember is because how odd it was. Right. Uh, that she would be not on the bike path, but on the road. Right. Makes you want to wear your body cam when you're doing your stuff. <laughs> you know, almost put on a body cam and record your bike ride. Right, right. I mean, yeah. a lot of things happen. You know, places mm -hmm. I go um, do have a lot of history to them. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've, I have talked, uh, spoken with people that have had experiences of coming up on accidents and mm -hmm. actually experiencing someone who had just passed. Right. And thinking they saw them or spoke to them. Mm -hmm. if, they had, if they had just passed. So that's always in the back of my mind when, when you kind of experience those things. At the time it happened, I didn't know that. That there had been a death. Right. But uh, when I saw the picture of the girl, I said, that sure does look like the thing I, the girl I saw. I mean, almost to the T. I can't explain it. Wow. But, and at the same location, that's the other thing. So mm -hmm. that's why I, I, it was like, killed on Route 5. And I was like, I was just on Route 5. Mm -hmm. But this was, when I was riding my bike, this was at 6 o'clock. This happened at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I said, Well, I didn't see any accident, but well, that's why because it had already been cleared up. Mm -hmm. That's wild. So I know that, yeah, I don't consider myself uh, have, have any kind of strange abilities to see dead people, but, <laughs> um, you know. I think sometimes people do see it. They just don't. Uh, they just kind of write it off. Yeah. Yeah. So did you really just? Did I really just see that? I even yeah. knew that. I'll say. I'll say that. I'll yeah. say, Did I really just see that? <laughs> or did? How about, how about this? When you're in an investigation, did I just really hear that? Yeah. Oh yeah. The deep breath. Yeah. At the manor right. house, both of us were like, what the fuck yeah. was that? <laughs> it was shocking. Same thing with the footsteps, which I think I have that from a couple of weeks ago on my either my watch or my body cam, one of the two. You know, you're just yeah, like, yeah. there's somebody that is literally walking up the steps these last few um, tours since October 17th when that orb that we have you know, jumping off of the fireplace mantle and then going, jumping out and then going back, which I haven't posted that yet. I don't think you have yet either, have you? We didn't post that yet to Facebook. Yeah. I thought, I thought you, you posted it on TikTok, didn't I posted it on TikTok. I didn't post it on Facebook. I'll have to post it. It's, it's, it's just wild. And all he all he asked simply said was, "Can you show us? Can you show yourself in the grid? Let us know you're here." And you know he's doing the tour and he's standing still. And there's two there's 
a few other people on the tour and you see the green light come out from the fireplace mantle, it comes out and it jumps back in. And the tourists saw it. And I was like, damn, I got all this on video because I tried to videotape, you know, when he's doing the EVP session in Eliza's room, Eliza's room when he's doing the EVP session um, in the round table room because, you know, that way if something happens, it's on the phone at least. And, yeah, Shayla, that night that Shayla was there, there was something that kept showing up on the body cam. Yeah, she's got something she needs to show up. She's got something on her body cam she needs to show us, but it was a it was an active night. Yeah. It's just it's wild. So I'll have to post that. I'll have to pull it from TikTok and post it. Well, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I am curious of how many people like myself who don't claim to be uh, have any kind of sighting or extrasensory perception abilities. Uh, have maybe have things happen to them that they can't explain, like that, like actually seeing an apparition. Maybe so clear that they think it's an actual person, but it's not. Yeah. Or, or an explainable disappearance of seeing it one, at one moment and not there the next. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit different with capturing something on, on camera. Yeah. Because uh, that Maybe you didn't see it, but the camera caught it. Right. This is what drove you eyes. Yeah. And maybe you've actually interacted yeah. with something. Uh, and then, uh, then uh, it not being, and it actually talking, but not being there. So. Oh, my God, Ronnie. Ronnie. I'm definitely not a medium of any sort. <laughs> I'm an extra large. You are so extra funny. large. You're okay. so funny. <laughs> oh, thank all. <laughs> That's funny. According to Jerry, I'm triple X. <laughs> yeah, you are. I meant to send you that TikTok <laughs> video of that skeleton dancing on the pole in his truck. Forgot to post that and tag you in it. Oh. I'm curious, uh, Shayla and Ronnie, how the Octagon uh, was this, this weekend. So they, they, they had a private investigation there. Nice. Uh, and I know that <laughs> Sullivan, are you are you going? Are you going to some place out of town this weekend, or coming up? You're in, uh, Damn it, Ronnie. Trying to keep this a halfway decent show. <laughs> Shayla says she does not. They're going to Pamplin Park. Oh, good. Good. The one that I can't go to this time, unfortunately. It's, it's really good to see. Uh, People that, you know, that you like and hang around with. Yeah. Um, Don Sullivan will be at Pamplin Park. Shayla will be at Pamplin Park. Ronnie will be there. You'll be but, there. But, you know, the, the good thing is, is I have met a, a lot of these people for the first time. Yeah. 
first time at a place like that. Yeah. You know, you meet them there, you find out how cool they are, and then you want to hang around them, and then you start doing events with them everywhere. Well, that was our first event, John Stevens. Yeah. That was yeah. our first event together. That was our first investigation together. Was but at that Hampton wasn't Park. the first time I met you. But it wasn't, was... but it was our first investigation. You're absolutely right because right. we met prior to that through Donna, but it was our first investigation together. That was when I met Dennis Eflock. That was the first time I met Dennis. That was the first time I met Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. First time I met no, Jean. second time. Was that Ryan. Bad? Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know. And, you know, the funny thing is, is my, sister, my other sister, Jan, uh, had done an investigation at, uh, what's oh, yeah. that, big, gonna have what's a that big breakfast up there across from Berkeley? That, oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think um, of the name of it. Well, I used to do it at Box all the time. Yes. Is, yeah. That's right. And so, uh, Commonwealth. about the history and I always like being paired up with Jean always because not saying that other people don't have my back that I don't don't take that wrong at all but it's just if I if I have to be paired up with somebody that's why I want to be paired up with it with you know it's just this, how he talks about the history of stuff that's you know one a person you don't get tired of listening to, if that makes sense. I think uh, I think Lyle Lots and Tana Lots will be there this weekend as well. Yeah, they're from Haunted Nights, um, so they'll probably be leading um, investigative teams. Uh, frankly, I, I don't know how many new people will be there. You know, that's that's the cool thing is is some of these events would bring out a lot of brand new people. Yeah. But since it's been such a long time with being able to investigate Pamplin, 
the veterans, per se, just hear about it, they jump all over the tickets. I know. Like me. Like, when I heard that event, it was like Susan went on sale, I bought a ticket. And then, mm-hmm. then like, a few days later, it sold out. I mean, it's... Well, well, it's such an active place. Such an active place. Uh, and really a cool place to visit during the day. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of places like that. Uh, Berkeley is yeah. a is a is a great place to visit during the day. Surely mm-hmm. all those places. Yeah. Yeah. And I I would literally oh I, I was asking somebody the other day bought tickets as soon as it was posted. Damn Skippy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's what place would you pay mega money to go investigate if you had the chance? And I narrowed it down. I said, all right, let's just narrow it down because I don't want to say, like, some famous model location. Let's just narrow it down to Virginia. What place in Virginia would you pay a lot of money to go investigate? And I'd say, all right, let's say a lot of money. So a lot of probably top ticket events to investigate in Virginia probably are around $100, okay? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me. It's a lot of money to a lot of me. But I'm telling you, if they ever did allow an investigation at Monticello, Charlottesville, mm-hmm. I would be, I would be pulling out the credit card. I mean, I would. Oh yeah. What it takes. Never been investigated before. It's. There are ghost stories, uh, the people that posted. Things happened on tours during the daytime that can't be explained in Monticello. I'm not saying that it's a known for its pair, almost obviously known for it being the most unique. Mm-hmm. That would be epic. Home and mm-hmm. presidential place. Yeah. But, but are there cool. others? I mean, are there other places? I'm sure there are. There are many other places. Ronnie said, uh, said the Bell Grove uh, oh, yeah. we have in Middleton, yeah. Exactly. That's another one. That's, mm-hmm. That would be that would be amazing. That hotel um, Kimberly was talking about over in Gloucester County, now you've spiked my interest. I guess I have to go get a room and go and pull an investigation over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what about... Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the big hotel in uh, the Homestead, you know, out in Hot Springs, Virginia? Homestead. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of hotels like Hotel Jefferson in in, uh, in, in Richmond, uh, the Capitol in, yeah. in Richmond is yeah. very haunted, and it was known for one of the worst disasters in Virginia history. Uh, when uh, there was a, a trial or something going on, and they had everybody went upstairs on the second floor, and the, the floor caved in and killed you know, hundreds of people. Oh, wow. The fire, fire broke out as well there. What was the other place that they closed down though in Richmond? Um, is it Tredegar? 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 Am I saying right. that right? Tred- Tredegar blew up. It was a 
Museum with railroad tracks because I remember taking the kids there a few years ago. Yeah, I mean they turned now they turned it into a museum, museum and they closed it, correct? Yeah, well, no, it's open now, but I mean, uh, okay. You can they, it's it's a it's a really good it's a really good place because you can see it has a good view of James. Oh yeah, but it's also. Uh, a lot of the building is intact. Now, there were many more buildings there, so mm -hmm. a lot of them just got destroyed when the explosion took place. But that one, they, they did a really awesome job of turning it into a museum and, and, and bringing artifacts there. Yeah, and the energy is just off the hook over there, too. in Germany that I had taken some equipment over to, to a lot of those castles I visited because I went to quite a few while I was over there. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh. Uh, she went into a couple of places that she felt the energy of um, 
that that something paranormal was happening mm-hmm. there. And uh, uh, France, normally all over Europe, games parts. Yeah, 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 all over all over uh, England. But you know, some of the some of the uh, places, you know, like that uh, that famous hotel there in L.A. Uh, Jerusalem, yeah. yeah, Australia, yeah. Oh, I bet. How about Graceland? Yeah. For, with Elvis. <laughs> Got to win this race? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many places. We got about one minute left. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of places here in Virginia we have got to get open to be able to investigate. Oh, yeah. Then and, they, they sprinkle in from time to time, and we just need more of them. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, y'all continue to support uh, my page or for finding vets. And uh, if you've got stuff you want me to post for you, I will. Thank you. Uh, there are a lot of people that give me stuff to post, and it's not has nothing to do with paranormal. It has nothing. They might be selling stuff, and you know, this is the only thing that I sell right, right here. Yeah. That's the only. This is the only thing I promote. Yeah, I know. We all have them. <laughs> David Flowers, yeah. and welcome to the world of paranormal. <laughs> Doll Island, yeah. All right, well, we got 44 seconds, so, because I know I got to get up at the crack of dawn and I get to go to the doctor very early in the morning. Well, uh, I will see everybody at Hamlet this weekend. Except for me. Unless something happens to a family member of mine, so. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on as usual, and yeah. um, thanks for everybody that turns into the blog talk side as far as the call-ins. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, if y'all want to switch on over to Ryan's show, he's got several guests coming on, Daniel Claus, and I don't think I said that right, but he's starting at 9 o'clock, which is now. Yeah, yeah, he's big time.
Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan hanging out in the freaking awesome studios. I got my special guest host, Jade Eleanor, hanging out with me tonight. What is going on with you? How's it going? Pretty good. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. How is everything up in uh, Buffalo? I heard it's supposed to snow, like, a lot this this weekend, so. Damn. It is, it is cold and rainy down here today. Um, yeah, so kind of kind of depressing weather, but good, like, paranormal weather, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we've got, um, we've got Daniel Clay, Clay, Clay coming on the show tonight. RJ's here from uh, the Hinsdale house. I have a channel. My channel is RJ Plays for Fun. Yeah, RJ Plays for Fun is his channel. So he's going to be a gamer, right? Yeah. Play Roblox? I'm going to say Roku. He's going to play Roku? Um, We do have Daniel coming on the show uh, in a second, but I want to go over some stuff we have going on down here. Um, this weekend, we're going to go investigate Pamplin Park in Petersburg. It's an old Civil War battlefield. Should be a lot of fun. Got a big group of people coming out there. And then on December 10th, we've got our Giving Ghost Toy event at the cabin on 360. So if you're in the area, just bring an unwrapped toy worth uh, $25 or more to the cabin, and that will get you uh, get you into the uh, event. So. That's all we have going on over here. But um, before we bring Daniel on, I wanted to ask you about uh, how you got started with the Hensdale House. How did you uh, – like what, what got you started with the Hensdale House? That is wild. Yeah. 
it definitely caught me off guard. I'll tell you that I was not expecting that, but yeah, you never expect it. No. Usually you see stuff like that. It's not like you're expecting to see like a little boy in the house that you're supposed to be by yourself in. You know, that's kind of that's crazy. It just shows that they're, you know, they're always doing their own thing. You can't make them show themselves when they want. They'll show up when they want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's uh, they come, they'll just come on command. I guess you ask questions and stuff, but you know, it's just like people. They'll show up there if they want to. But let's go ahead and add Daniel to the stream. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, let's go ahead. What is up, brother? Hey. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? On one of those days where I just feel rushed, you know, but other than that, really good. I like your uh, Sabres hat there. Yeah, I did get to catch a little bit of the game. We were losing before we popped on here, but we were within reach of tying it, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully they have a good season. I'm a Red Wings fan. They haven't been too good lately. I've had my fun in the in the uh, 90s, so kind of like yeah. it's been rough the past few years. So how is everything with you? Rebuilding, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, doing really. I mean, doing really well. Busy. Um, you know, I have uh, one more event coming up this uh, this weekend in Iowa, and then I'll be off for a little while as far as like events go. And then, uh, I mean, we'll have some we'll have some events at the house throughout the holidays. We're gonna have like a, a helping uh, like the people that help out throughout the year. We're gonna have mm-hmm. a Christmas party that we normally have that like every year where everybody gets together and just chills and has, you know, investigates if they want to investigate as chilly if they want to have chilly, you know, it's a, kind of like a free-for-all. And uh, it's cool. Um, so other than that, I mean, we've been working on, you know, filming season four of Death Walker um, with Nick, and uh, it's been going really well. Um, season three is going to be released in the U.K. on the 20th of, of January. And uh, Canada is going to have a new deal. The United States is going to be announced very soon. And uh, we'll have it for everybody here in the States finally. Uh, we just had to wait for the right right time or the right deal. And um, it's going to be good. It'll be good for everybody. Excited. Can you, labor of love for the past three years. Can you tell us about what Death Walker is for those of you who don't, who don't know? Yeah. So Death Walker is uh, uh, basically an independent show that we produced on our own, Uh, just Nick, Justin, his cousin, and myself. Um, There's a – we're basically doing the job of a whole film crew. Um, And most of the time it's just Justin and Nick. You know, they're setting up two or three different camera angles, different shots. Um, Sometimes I'm there and I can do, like, drone shots or help out with, with, with holding a camera or whatnot. But for the most part, it's just him and Justin. And uh, now we also have Austin Man- Maynard that's uh, been doing, like, packing and we've been bringing in um, different people. But we're really focusing on, like, this season we're focusing on really different scientific methods to try to uh, achieve some type of communication. And it's been amazing uh, just some of the, the stuff that we've been able to capture on some of the evidence that Nick's been able to capture while investigating. And it's, uh, it's going to blow people's minds. Because it's the same old, same old, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that you're seeing on on the shows right now is the same old SP7 or, or digital recorder or, or, you know, same same equipment that everybody uses all the time, which was, I'm not saying it's bad, but you're really, he's really pushing the bucket with, with the show. And I, it, I think it's like his best work ever. 
but never had to because he always was under restrictions for mm-hmm. that work. And this is a situation where we we don't we own it. And uh, it's you know everybody gets mad at him because like when's it going to be on Discovery Plus? When's it going to be here? And it's a not a situation that's under our control. We're trying to you know we have a sales agent. We're trying to sell it. Yeah. Trying to get it out there and, and you know trying to have the right right thing for people to uh, be able to view it. And one of his biggest things was he wanted it to be free for everybody. You know, he didn't want to have people to have to catch your money to watch it. Um, so that that will be the case. So anybody that's worried about having to pay an extra two ninety nine or or whatever, it's going to be uh, you're just going to have to download that and you'll be able to watch it. It's going to be awesome. That is awesome. It is kind of a pain about having to. You know, we have we have people come out to the cabin on 360, and they they do they work they work hard on their, their videos and stuff. They end up having to, to uh, watch it on Paraflix or something like that, which I don't mind doing. But not everyone's going to want to pay to see see stuff like that. So it, it definitely reach a wider a wider audience if, since since it's free. More people are, I think are going to be able to see it, which is which is awesome. Yeah, it's important. You know. Not, yeah, nothing against Paraflix. I mean, they're, I mean, they're basically the other side. They're, they're all, uh, you know, she, I think she's doing an amazing job with that. And you know, our Ghost Finders is streaming on Paraflix, which I'm part of. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's basically, I, I think, shows the other side, the side that people want to be seen but can't, not, it's not seen in, in a bigger array of, of things, and just combining the world, you know. So that's not. I mean, it's three bucks. It's not bad. But there are people, there are people yeah. who are like, oh, pay anything, you know. But you but know, there, it is what it is. You check it out for free if you want. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. I was just going through all my apps and all the all the things I'm paying for. I'm like, holy shit! I, I was <laughs> yeah. Off the cable. You know, it's yeah. Like, I, I got rid of I got rid of cable because I, I I'm like, oh, I can stream what I want now. But now it's like getting packaged together again, and it's like, what do I want? Fubu, Sling. Pluto, you know, it's like all these different things, and it's like I want—I just canceled playing and went with Pluto because it's a, if they have MSG, so I can watch the hockey. Um, yeah, you got to have your priorities straight, you know. Yeah, but and then it's, it's, you have to figure out. Like I had to Google how do I cancel, <laughs> how do I cancel my subscriptions because it's like they make it difficult for you to cancel. They don't make it easy. I went on. I always like I lose track of the subscriptions I have. I'm like, when did I subscribe to this? It's like. Described in like in 2015, like where did it, so I just I just forget about I have this stuff and it's like sucking money out of my bank account. Oh yeah, I just realized that um, but what, what, what's that gaming what's the gaming system the kids play? Not PlayStation, the other one. Um, I don't even know, but they 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 they've been taking like fifteen dollars a month out of my PayPal for like the past like two and a half years, and we don't even have a gaming system that gaming system anymore. We haven't had it for for so long. And I'm like, holy crap. So I like, so they're giving me six months worth back of my money, but they, they got me on that one. Because oh. it's like little little things that they nip you for. They don't even realize that you're, that it's coming out. Or if you put it on the wrong card or something like that, it's like, you don't notice it until you get your credit card, but you're like, oh, damn, you know, shit. Yeah, I've had, my son, my son took stuff out of Amazon. Like, like he's got one of his Amazon Kindle things. His, his uh, he'll go, yeah, he'll go, he'll, he'll buy a game or something. I don't even know what he's doing. I'll be like, what the hell? What is, I remember buying, spending eight ninety nine on Amazon for anything. It's like, oh, it's a game. And I'm sure everyone's tuning in to hear about our subscription services. This is where, 
Uh, this is the greatest show ever. Um, this is free. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You get what you pay for, okay? Um, but I know you and Jade have got it, have uh, know each other, and uh, she's an ask. She's want to ask some questions, but I'm gonna go ahead and let her ask a few questions. Well, yeah, for people who are, I guess, new or tuning in, you know, how, what, are, what is the the basic history of the place, and how did you find it? When did you find it? And like before you ended up purchasing it. What's the history, and how did you get involved? I mean, the history has changed. Um, I, mean, I think that the more you dive into your, more you dive into things as an investigator, the more time that you have to spend at the location, which I know that you're invoking, because you're always wanting to come up to the house. <laughs> and I, I, I allow her with open arms because she's on to a lot of, she's, she's touched on a lot of things when she's been there that, that make a lot of sense. But um, uh, I, I, I first got into the house back in about 2014 with my team, Greater West New York Paranormal Society. Um, my co-founder of uh, the group, Cameron DeBoyne, booked this location, and normally that was my job. Like, I was the guy that booked the location, booked the, if we needed hotels, if we wanted to, we had to coordinate who was, how everybody was getting there and equipment, blah, blah, blah. But he took care of this one, and he's like, I'll greet you guys when you get there. And this was in the middle of December when we went. And um, I just, I remember driving up there from Buffalo in the middle of the winter. It's eerie. The road hadn't been paved yet. It was all like dirt, a dirt road and no sign pointing to where the house was. And I remember trying to get up that big mountain and I got stuck. I had like a two-wheel drive car and uh, it just felt eerie. And then finally, you know, we saw where the house was and I'm like, man, this is in the middle of nowhere. This is like, like I always, I always, look at it like that commercial where the students are outside and there's a running warm vehicle and then there's a garage with like hanging chainsaws like let's go hang in there let's go hide in there oh know? yeah 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 um but you know I, I i went into the house and had no knowledge um of what had happened there uh what what, what had happened on the property anything like that and uh sat in the living room and he had us watch the episode of a haunting uh it's mm-hmm. called the dark forest I, I remember uh, that. And I just I remember watching the whole episode and I'm thinking it's better enough be the effing house that we're in right now that he's, he's having us watch this show. And I asked, I said, is this, is, are we in that house? You know, that they just based the story off of with the flying bricks and the exorcism, failed exorcism. And he's like, yeah, cool, right? And I was, I was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, freaked, I freaked out. Like, I, you know, it's not something that, it's something that you kind of want to prepare yourself for mentally. Mm-hmm. If you're going into a known, supposedly demonic location, and uh, you know that had a failed exorcism, so I had to like step outside, collect myself, ground myself, and the thing that really stood out that night was it felt like the energies that were in that location wanted to have a voice. I felt like they wanted to speak, but they had no ways of doing that, no means of communication, and um, I got pretty infatuated with the location. I'd gone back numerous times. Uh, up to the point where, you know, I had started researching it more. Some of the claims, and like some of the other families that had to live here, had to go to experience this. Can't just be this one family in the 1970s. And um, it just it seemed like there was like a big puzzle, and you just kept putting pieces together. Right. And, and then uh, it just got so bad. The guy that owned it uh, before I did, he was from uh, Calgary, and he 
it was hard, hard to manage. You know, we had an awesome, amazing team of, of my friends from Buffalo that were managing the location. But it's tough, too, because it's an hour and a half drive from Buffalo mm-hmm. to Hinsdale. So to manage, you know, to manage back and forth all the time, trying to do repairs on the house, it was, it was tough for, for a little bit of money that was coming in. And then they were shipping that all up north, you know, and uh, the guy had a drug problem and that nothing was getting done and the house was just getting worse and worse. Uh, I, I don't blame any of the people in Buffalo. I mean, they managed it as best they could. It was just uh, not a good situation for them. Um, and I had asked for their blessing. I'm like, mind if I try to buy this before they tear this place down? And um, talked to them, met with them, and they they gave me their blessing. They, you know, the paranormal, you want to respect people. You know, you want to kind of respect, you know, like if, if you own the cabin, you know, you don't, you don't uh, just go try to buy out from somebody without talking to them. They want to kind of respectful mm-hmm. i would i don't know if i would have bought it without their blessing because it would have been weird if i would have just like jumped in and took over where they left off you know without have without feeling right i don't know everything felt right and they they had shared all their research with me um and i had put in to try to to buy it and the owner of uh, the reese tree farms in uh in cataraugus county were very close to tearing it down they had all the duct work all the electrical ripped out uh, nobody was going to live there anymore. Uh, had black kitchen. Uh, it was needed a new septic system. There were 500,000 honeybees living in the wall. I mean, it was a it was a shell of what it looked like today. And uh, you know, he's like, "Well, if you want to buy it, you need to come up with 10 grand by you know within two weeks." And I had just bought a new house for my family, so it was like I didn't have like an extra 10 grand laying around. And uh, and everything everything fell into place. And uh, I had money. I had blessing of my wife, which was amazing. And I, I went down there and I stood in front of the house and I said, what the F am I doing? Because the grass was like four feet tall, but it was broken into, uh, I'm like, what am I doing? Because this is nuts, you know? And I just went forth and did it. And it's been going positive, you know, the, the, the just everything that we've been doing, all the assistance and help that we've been getting from teams and people that have volunteered there throughout since I've owned it, it's just been amazing. And uh, we've been able to resurrect it kind of in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I actually sent him the before and after picture. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. But that's not, that's that's everybody, though. Like, yeah. I'm like the, you know, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a good manager. Um, but I didn't, I didn't do all of that, you know? So many people right. have pitched in and helped out and so many, it's just unbelievable to it's, it's a true test of, to me. It's like people always bash like para unity, but for me, like, like you, I don't know if you can attest to this, Jade. Like Buffalo, Western New York, it's different. It's different than like when you go out of state. Like it seems like everybody in Western New York, the Tim Shaws, the Joe Pieris, all the old timers that have been doing this for a long time, have open arms for young people that are interested in doing this paranormal stuff. And it's 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 uh it's amazing that everybody just gets along and works together. Even even the locations uh, with me, Wildwood Sanitarium and uh, uh, Greystone Manor and, and all the different locations. I, I never try to attack people from going there at all ever. Um, I, I want them to come. I want them to experience things. It's, it's like when you called, you know, like mm-hmm. you you were weary about going there again, and I'm like, you're going. I'm picking you up. Let's go. We're going. Because <laughs> you, right. you, you had to face your fears. You had to face it. And now it's, uh, 
now it's kind of like an addiction for you. I don't know if I would put it that way. I think, like like you said, the pieces of the puzzle keep unraveling. Right. Anyways, I and like you said, the number one thing is they want their story told. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's nice to go on a nice long drive up there in the country. <laughs> I like going there, but I wouldn't say it's an addiction because, I don't know. No, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like you're you're very much you're well um into it, you know, like there's a reason you're going, you know. I know for me I've had some of the most like remarkable life changing ex- paranormal experiences there, whether the best or sometimes the worst. I mean, just at that house. I told you a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot of spooky stuff has happened to me there. I can't believe that you went in there not knowing where you were. Like, I know. Because you're from here, like you, 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 you hadn't heard about it, or I'm not, I, I had not. I, I heard of the haunted house in Hinsdale, but okay. I didn't know that that's where we were going. You know, okay, like, it, 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 was, it was known. Um, wow. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect that. You know, like it was very, very odd for me. Um, a lot of synchronicities with that location too, like with meeting uh the Misnicks, there was an older couple that lived there in the 1980s, the, the Sloan and Jill Misnick. And I remember right before I got the approval to buy the house, they were basically just saying goodbye to the location. We are filming it. Um, you know, I put a lot of, like, early in, early in the days, I used to do a YouTube show called uh, Behind the Shadows for YouTube. It's like four seasons. And we were filming what we were doing there and then making, like, videos out of it, putting it up on YouTube. And uh, that, that night, it was just me, Cameron, Michelle Ball, Kim Shaw was there, and we were in the kitchen, uh, and I was basically saying goodbye, and they were talking about the exorcism, and I had started researching the business. But I said, Flo, are you here? And I got, like, this jolting sensation of my arm, goosebumps, the K2 meter in my hand was going up all the way to 500 million gals, and um, I continued to have what I felt like was a conversation with her, like I felt like I connected with another energy at the house. And I asked her if she'd hold my hand as we went upstairs, and the K2 meter stayed lit in my hand, all the way up to the location, uh, all the way upstairs in the, the master bedroom until I crossed over into Mary's room. And uh, that next day, I was, you know, being Mr. Cool Investigator dude, and I, I posted a picture of Hinsdale up on my Facebook page, private message from Jackie. And um, she says, uh, I see you're at my grandparents' house. <laughs> I go, what? I go, who are your grandparents? She's like, Sloan Joe Misnick. I was like, holy crap. You Small know, world. Like, synchronicities, you know, like. Right. And now, now she's part of that place. Like she's been able to tell her stories, the things that have happened to her. So it's not all about that failed exorcism. There's more stories that need to be told on that property and on that, at that house. And I think that by telling the stories, it's 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 getting it like the that heaviness is is leaving. Not not that it's leaving, but it's not as potent right. because you're getting a lot more positive interaction when you're there. Right. Uh, acknowledging the, the native energies that are there, the indigenous people on the outside of the house, right, with the with the tree and the offerings that we've been giving, and the drum circles and the shamans that have been coming, and uh, the witches that have been there. I mean, there's so many different layers to that location. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to acknowledge all of that, I think, helps. So, do you think the the negative energy is getting like is it getting weaker by bringing in positive energy by bringing in the shamans and the the witches yeah. and the groups and stuff I mean, as opposed to before. I mean, it's definitely still there. You have to stay on your toes because mm-hmm. it, it goes after people that are, you know, like in their weakest state. 
So you definitely have to be careful, you know, like, but for, I, you know, it's never affected me. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely like people have said, you know, I started getting tired and I started feeling this way. I started feeling negative, but there's been, there's been a lot of, a lot of people that have said that, but not, it's not so much lately, you know, not in the past year or so. So after the failed exorcism, did they try to come back and, and like do it again or we're like, we're just going to leave and move out? Well, they, they they did clear the house, so they did the they did the exorcism. They said the house sounded like the house was screaming, and it was probably cleared within two seconds, and everything was quiet. And uh, they left, and then it started ramping up again in a couple of weeks. And then uh, when they when she called upon the priest again, he's like, you know, I, this is beyond my realm. There's really nothing more that I can do. And th- I mean, this priest was cool. Mm-hmm. This is the type of teacher that. If I was in college, I would have wanted to hang out in his class and learn because he's like all about the occult, all learning, learning all different types of religions, and um, he used that, you know, uh, with what he was doing. So, so interesting. Just even going back and listening to some of his old podcasts and things that he did, um, which we have available at the house now too, which is really cool. We have like a, a little scannable QR code thing where you go from room to room and it kind of gives you stories and uh, the, has interviews with like. Claire Dandy and the priest that did the exorcism, and uh, so just to, to bring more of the story out to the people when they're there and actually be able to experience it and see it uh, on their phones when they're there. I bet that's very interesting. Yeah, people seem to really like it, and uh, we're, we're talking about we have a we have to add a like a extender out into the yard, uh, but we're going to add like eleven more onto the property as well. Hmm. We already have them set up. We just need to get the Wi-Fi to work. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so oh, no, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. You got it. I mean, obviously, there's been, um, you know, people have said that there's been, like, poltergeist activity there. Have you experienced any yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, since the day that I bought the location, part of what I wanted to do was be able to bring that to the outside world mm-hmm. and allow people to experience the location that can't be there. And um, getting the internet was huge because when I got there, phone service didn't work and there was no internet. The only way to get internet was through a satellite provider. So I actually had to like buckle it up and get enough uh, Wi-Fi so we could at least stream one camera in the house. And I remember that first night, um, you know, we caught a shadow figure. It was streaming on Paranormal Warehouse. We had a couple thousand people watching before Facebook started suppressing um, everybody's accounts. Um, that when they actually let pages know that there's something going on. Um, we had a couple thousand people in there watching this house. There's a camera sitting in a room. And I remember I was in there having fun answering questions, and I fell asleep on my couch, and um, I started getting woken up, and my phone started going off, and so many snapshots of the shadow in the kitchen going from the door into Michael's room. Um, we've captured on camera the, the, that clown moving on its own from the steps. We've captured... Uh, doors opening and shutting and it's you know uh, those having the cameras now i mean it just happens you know and you're able to actually capture it when it's streaming and it's happening for the teams too mm-hmm. the teams are able to how the teams that are there are able to get that footage while they're there it's like having your own dvr system that you don't have to bring and set up and then they can retrieve that uh dvr foot or the footage from the streaming cameras that are in the house after their investigation if they want that's yeah, awesome there's a lot- 
and and it's amazing some of the EVPs that we get on the, on the recording. You know, like even like the one time I was there in the afternoon and I was just cleaning and my daughter said, some, uh, I put it up on my TikTok and it's like, because we got a new couch, it says, why? Why did we get a new, you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like, like that. I don't know. Too bad now, right? It's been there for two years. So. <laughs> Hope it used to the couch by now. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. Yeah. What do you think is the hardest part about managing a property like the Hinsdale House? Um, it's it's not that it's difficult to manage it. I just think it's uh, it's hard to uh, do it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like you need definitely a team of people to uh, to help out. You need to be able to trust people um, and trust that your, your your stories are being told. I mean, that was the hardest thing is to be able to trust people and 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 your and their knowledge of the of the location, you know. So, um, and and it's, for me again, like it's an hour and a half away, so it's not always easy for me to just jump. If I'm at a at a paracon or if I'm doing something, you know, I have to be able to trust and know the people that are going there to let let folks in, you know, uh, going over the rules and regulations, and then of course the cleaning in between. You know, you have to make sure that you're tidying up and. Um, you know, and I know it's not the Marriott, but I mean, you still have to, especially with COVID and everything, you still have to disinfect things and yeah. make sure that it was uh, okay for people to go there. So it's just some, the little things, you know, of of, of, the, of doing it. Just, but for the most part, I feel pretty pretty confident with our team, with the group of people that help out. And I've never years of managing it, and I have not been in a situation where I haven't been able to accommodate somebody, which is amazing. Right. You know, like for a tool or anything. So, I mean, even Lori at Wildwood Sanitarium, she's like, if you ever in a bind, let me know. She has, she's got keys and she's a half hour down the road. You know, I'll swing down and let somebody in or I can get somebody to tour and vice versa, you know. So, I've done that for Wildwood as well. Yeah, the cabin's like a, like 10 minutes away from me. And I can't imagine driving an hour and a half every time, someone, not every time someone wants to it's come out. It's an amazing ride, though. It, it, it is. It's like, it's like, <laughs> It's, uh, you're going down Route 16 through the country and going to these little towns, and it's, uh, it's like a meditation for me to, to Same. That drive. Same. It doesn't make it easier, huh? Uh, not on my wallet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. you know, these days nothing's easier in your wallet, so. No, that's true. Mm. Have you ever had a team, ever had, not naming names, but anybody who's come out has, that, that you've had to talk to about? Like, um, for the most part, uh, people that I've, you know, like we have cameras and stuff like that, you know, you go over the rules. I don't, I, I think it's the one time in all the years that I've done this, I've had, like banned the team, you know, mm-hmm. for being really disrespectful. I, and I'm pretty open to allowing people to do their thing, you know, like as long as they're not being antagonistic, you know, like do your thing, do it, and just don't be a jerk, you know, like don't be, you know, don't treat people, it's like, like treating people the way you do them in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've been pretty blessed with that aspect, not having to, uh, and, and, the, and the, we, we've had to, you know, I think we've had more problems with, uh, people coming during like Halloween once for tours or something like that. We had a group of teachers one time and the one guy was drunk, you know, and it was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a few drunk people show up at our events at the cabin and, you know, people are paying money to come investigate. These guys are, you know, slurring their words, stumbling over, and 
being disrespectful. Exactly. Ruining the whole experience for everybody else. And, you know, you try to be patient with them, but after a while, you just got to be like, all right, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been a couple times where that's happened, but it's not very few and far beyond. You know, most of the people that come there are really interested in the location and are into it, you know. Uh, you know, it's very, very rare does that happen, but it does. You know, you just have to be able to deal with it. I got this big uh, – the cops do come. The sheriffs come a lot. You know, they're, they we've let them tour the house. We've let all the um, Cattaraugus County legislature come down and people that – you know, we, we offer them free tours just so they can see what we're doing. And um, <clears throat> and then I got – besides for the sheriff that will come down in a heartbeat if we call them, uh, I, my neighbor, kind of Rich Polly, he's a about 400-pound beast. And uh, I, I, when I first bought the house, he was—he did not like me. Like I was like, he's threatening to shoot me, you know. Like he's like, this, this guy owns this house, I'm gonna shoot him. Now I'm like, how do I deal with this? How do I, <laughs> how do I get this guy to be on my side? Because I don't—he doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. And, and that uh, it, it was a lot at the beginning. There were, there were people that were involved with the house before that didn't like me because. They didn't really know what my what my goals were or anything, and they just thought I was going to come in and it's just a, a money making scheme for me or something like that. And <laughs> hardly. Yeah, making money is not exactly part of the equation. No, no, not with all the crap I had to do to this house to get it fixed up. It's uh, it's uh, it was a money pit. Um, but but anyway, so this rich guy, he's. I guess somebody turned into his yard the one time and was looking for the house. And people that live up there, they're in the country. All my neighbors, they they don't they moved up there for a reason. They moved away from the city for a reason. Um, they they don't want to be bugs. You know, they just want to live their quiet country life. Um, they're cool, you know, but they're you know you have to re- kind of respect their way of living. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I I so I I just reached out to them and I said, listen, I you know I saw what you posted. Um, I'm, I own the house. I just wanted to reach out to you and I apologize for those people going in there. And I, I said, I plan on putting up a sign direction so people know where to go. So this doesn't happen again. And, uh, we got into having a conversation about the house. He was very interested in the house and he had actually said, you know, we used to be able to go up there and go fishing in the pond. I said, well, you're more than welcome. Just let me know if you want to go fishing. And then just got to the point where we just kept talking and then his family, I did, I did a tour for his family. And uh, they, they loved it, and, and now I sponsor a race car. That's one of the, my Hinsdale House race cars that I have. Nice. <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, if I call him, he's there. I, I, just, just uh, you know, I even got him, like, a Hinsdale House security shirt. That's awesome. And uh, he, uh, the one time I, I, I caught kids over on the camera on the outside of the house, and they were, you know, snooping around. They shouldn't be at the property. They didn't have my permission. I'm like, Rich, there's a bunch of kids up there. So he went up there and he's locked them in. He's like, and they're scared. You know, they're 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 freaking scared now that there's Rich is there. And he's like, I got them blocked. And he goes, what do you want me to do with them? He has them on the phone. I go, I go, give them a warning and let them go. And they're like making up all these lies that they drop their phone in the forest. I go, he goes, well, what were you doing in the forest without permission? You know, like going off on them. Oh, that's so, funny. And I had to make, I had to make uh, my, my neighbor, Lori, up the hill. She's we're good friends now, you know. She she didn't like me at first, but I try to keep the the people that were there before me were doing paratons up there, and they were having cars down the road, and they were I think they were expecting more of that. And mm-hmm. I just try to keep it 
ghost hunter there, like, you know, Dustin or whatever. I just name a couple, you know, but um, we, we booked like 30 people. That's it. 30, 30, 35 people. And then for the, just the regular ghost tour that we do, 10 people max. And we try to just keep it low key and uh, let people have experiences. And it seems that the, when we do do the tour, that just fills up because we don't offer so many, you know, like some other places do just pack them in, you know, they like pack them in as many as they can and say, okay, have a free for all. It's not, it's not how it happens here. So you're going to get history. You're going to learn how to use the equipment. If you've never used it before, you're going to get, you know, get walked around and then you're going to get to experiment stuff and do stuff, you know, so. Yeah, it's tough to get a, a good do a good investigation when you have sixty people in the room. You know, oh <laughs> it's like, yeah. what's the point, really? You know, um, to me, that, to me that if you have that many people in the room, and I've had to do that, I've had to stand in front of uh, sixty, seventy people and do bring them through on a tour. Wow. And it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's entertain. You have to be able to entertain them. You need to have the yeah. knowledge of the location, tell the stories. Um, but you also have to be true to them. You have to be like, I'm going to run this, but there's positives that could be coming from this because there's so many people here and this is not normally how we would do this, but let's give it a try, you know, and sometimes I'll do like collective conscious, consciousness experiments with them just to get everybody on the same page. But it's, you have to, it's, a, it's an art, I guess, in a way you have to be able to entertain them while for the time that they're there, you know? Now I've got a comment from John Sullivan and, uh, I saw pictures of this, and it was fucking crazy. Talk about the time when the team, when a team group turned off the heat and the pipe froze and busted. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, how? How? How did that happen? Why? Why? Like, I mean. So, the, the, the group, you know, the group uh, had been to the house many times. So it was their fourth time there. So it wasn't like they were doing it purposely. It wasn't done maliciously. Mm-hmm. Um, I never called the group out on, on live because I didn't feel like, but they offered to help, you know, when I brought it to their attention, they were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Is there anything we can do to help, you know, to get this fixed, let us know. And they ended up, they, they made a donation towards, everybody came through with donations for that. Um, but basically what they were trying to do, because I always tell people, well, turn the heat down when you leave, but don't turn it all the way off. And they turned it all the way off on accident. Mm. Um, they cracked the bathroom door to let the heat get in the basement. Uh, and what ended up happening is because the heat, tur- heat, heat turned off in the house and all the cold air from the basement ended up getting into the house, froze all the pipes for the toilet and the uh, shower that we had installed, and they, the pipe ended up cracking, and the water started spraying all over the place when we weren't there. And there had to be like 400 gallons of water sprayed on this brand-new floor that we just put on in the bathroom. We just put all the, the heat shield in. Uh, and the insulation of the basement floor, uh, and that, that was all soaked. And, uh, you know, we had to we had to basically bring a, a team in to clean this up. We had to bring in these torpedo heaters. We had to, like, turn the house into a kiln because we were worried about, like, mold and stuff like that and uh, fix it. I mean, we were able to fix that within a week thanks to the outpouring of support that we had from everybody in the community. And uh, we were back in business right away. Because of, because of the outpouring of, uh, you know, support from everybody. It was amazing. That is so cool. Everyone came together to help out like that. That's awesome, yeah. That's what it's about. Community, you know, it's, uh, that's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, and if it wasn't for the community, the place wouldn't be where it is today. I'll tell you that right now. Because people come together and they support, like, 
like I said, like even for my, I have a Patreon page for the, for the group and, uh, you know, whenever I have a call out for something, they come together, you know, like a, one time there was a the middle of the winter, one of the windows got broken. Some stupid idiot threw a rock through one of the windows, you know, and, uh, and we had enough money to get that fixed like that, you know, just because of the, the outpouring of support from people. So it's, it's amazing. I mean, like the put into it, I guess, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, if you were, if you're good, everyone, that would be, it would be good to you. Well, most people. Right. Yeah. Treat people the way you want to be. Exactly. Treated. And then we also support other locations. We'll do things for other people too, you know, like, you know, it's not all about, you know, some if another locations in need and we have something we we help them out too. That's awesome. I'm probably talking too much. I'm gonna let Jade ask a few questions now. Yeah, I just have a couple more. So have you seen any apparitions on the property? Sam? Oh yeah. Yeah, personally, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I've seen some on the outside of the house. Um just like not this summer but the summer before. Um, another friend of mine uh, had gotten in contact with me. She's a skeptic, had never experienced anything in the paranormal before. And uh, she said, you know, can we, can we spend the night on an off night and uh, investigate? I'm like, yeah. So I, I was there. Me and her, we were talking table. Nothing was happening all night. It was, ended up almost like 3 in the morning. And I'm um, like, oh, we better get some sleep, you know. Uh-huh. So tried tried to sleep at least. So I I laid on the big couch, on the small one, and I just felt something like, and I I'm not one that all the years that I've been up here, I feel like I've only been touched one time. So I'm like, God, me, nobody ever touches me, you know? Like everybody's always getting touched, and uh, I'm, I'm laying just like kind of curled in the chair, and I felt like I felt like someone brushed the back of my neck, and uh-huh. uh, I turned around. Um, the only light that was on in the living room was that little night light on uh-huh. the wall. And you could see this black mass going, blocking off the light, going in front of this light, going back and forth. Wow. And then I kicked, the, I kicked over the chair. I'm like, Kaylee. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, are you still up? And she's like, turn away. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you see that? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not seeing things. I, wow. I'm seeing, both seeing the same thing here. And she jumped over on the couch with me. And then this thing just continued to, like, go back and forth. And then it dissipated into where Beth's uh, room would have been. And it was gone. It was pretty crazy to be able to. It's like I capture that on on the camera all the time, but to actually physically get mm-hmm. touched and then be able to see the shadow figure right like four feet in front of me. It's like you take a deep breath and you're like freaked out. It's like why? How is that blocking light? So they're making it's it. It's like a little. Sorry. It's like, no, little, it's like someone else sees it with you. Definitely, it's yeah. different when you see it with with in real life and you see it with another person compared to seeing it on the camera. Yeah, but then then things will start going through your head. Like, how is it how is it a uh, blocking light? Does that that mean it has to have some type of mass? It doesn't make any sense scientifically if it's just energy. Like, okay. it's like what is it? That's when your mind starts, you know, the gears yeah, start like, rolling. Yeah, I, I wish I could just talk to it and capture it and like find out what it really is. How is it able to block light? Like, doesn't make any sense to me. But. Wow. Definitely some type of something that we can't explain. So we do what we do, I guess, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Trying to get answers to those questions. Um, What have you seen outside? 
So on the outside of the house, we've seen like um, out by the pond. We've seen a, a, it's so like everybody sees a woman in white, but it, it looked like a energy that was a white energy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people always associate with what was happening around the pond with the woman that got hung. The story about the woman getting hung on, on the hanging tree. Um, we we got a picture of it. It looked like you know, arms going out like this. Like it's kind of like dancing, but now, um, now after we found the bodies on the property, I feel like that that what's happening isolating around the pond has to do with what was forgotten over there. You know, really? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, those bodies were forgotten, and they had ponders dumped on top of them, just forgotten, like they weren't there. And that's when all shit hit the fan when in the 1970s. You know, right? To so be able to find something like that, maybe that or maybe that's them trying to make connection with us. Maybe it's not so negative after all. Yeah, just a lot of sadness, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've captured pictures of what looks like a Native American in a headdress out mm-hmm. by the, um, on the, uh, in a Native American, out by the driveway and then a Native American woman out by the pond as well. Is, the, is there any particular time of year where these spirits are more active, like summer, winter, or does it really matter I don't think it really matters. I just think you get what you put into it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if you're coming as a team. Um, you know, you, you have your game plan and you go for it. In the winter, it's tougher for the because you get the outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, a lot of the times when you when it's nicer out, you, if the inside of the house is quiet, you go on the outside of the house, you're able to capture stuff. But in the wintertime, it's, it's more difficult, you know, honestly. Yes. You got the chance of freezing. Just, You're going to earn those EVPs when you go outside in the yeah. those winter spots. The cool, the cool thing is if you can make it to the hill and get up the hill, um, there's not the, the snow that we can get down there. The trees block all the – so when you're up there, it's not like you're just in the forest. Mm-hmm. You know? But then you, you get down the, down the steps and there's like four foot of snow. You're like trying to like jump over it to get to the house. Tread through the snow to get to the – get to your next location. Yeah, exactly. So, tell me about like how people how people can can uh, get involved with uh, helping out with uh, your expenses and or you know helping out to support your efforts to get the Hinsdale House back to uh, where you want it to be. Well, the best thing I mean, there's two two situations. I mean, come to the house on a tour, uh, come experience the place for yourself. Um, we have tours all year round. We have overnight ghost tours that, that every month for the most part. Um, participate in one of those, and the proceeds from those come to the come to the house. Um, if you can't, if you're like far away, but you're interested in helping out the location, um, I have a, an amazing group of over 100 Patreon. It's a Patreon.com/slash/Jimsdalehousemuseum, and it's very interactive. You know, like we we uh, allow the, the group to vote on things and participate in what's going on there. And uh, every now and then we have like a, a meeting, get together and talk about things that are happening. But I keep people pretty updated with what we're doing um, ahead of time. So they, they always have first-hand knowledge of all the work that we're doing at the location um, before it's getting posted out to the public. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, even if you're able to give this a buck, you know, thousand people at a dollar. Hey, every every cent helps. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Thomas Donyu wants to know if you ever thought about giving lessons or training on how to investigate at the Hinsdale House. Yeah, I mean, I don't have. I I uh, 
that's not something I would charge somebody for. You know, that honestly, that's, uh, if anybody's ever asked me, like, for advice on, on how to, how, what do I do to investigate or, you know, I always try to be as open as possible and, and give them as much knowledge as possible that, that I've learned. But I'm still learning, too. Like, I learn from other people. Um, I don't, you know, I don't feel like I'm any better than anybody else to teach somebody mm-hmm. on how to do things. You know, like somebody make a, a craft of something different that works for them. And uh, it's interesting, like, with all the events I do in, uh, across the country, just being able to work with new people and and learn from each other, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very open, though. I mean, if somebody wants my knowledge, I, I'll give it to them, you know, best that I can. But. Yeah, Denny Blair says, I think I might have captured the women in white on video. So, oh, damn, Denny, that's pretty cool. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll share it. We'll go able to check it out. That's awesome. Uh, I have finished my questions, I'm, but I'm going to see if Jade has anything else that she wants to ask you or talk about before we let you go. Um, I was going to, um, when I tag, or yeah, when this video is on my Facebook, I will tag underneath the merchandise website as well. Oh, Daniel Class Stop Shop. Stop Shop. So, I'll tag yeah. Thank you. Perfect. But well, thank you, you know, for everything. And that house specifically has just changed my life. And I've been to a lot of haunted places, but this one's different. It's um, the history is just on, on, ongoing. And I don't know. I hope everyone will check it out. Thank you for this. Thank couple. you. Yeah. Thank you, you do good work. Thanks. Keep, keep doing it. Well, thank you both for coming on the show and chatting with me tonight about the Hinsdale House. Hopefully I'll be able to make it up there to you. Maybe you guys can come down to us <laughs> and check out the cabin on 360 here. It's been on my bucket list. It's definitely something I want to do. Awesome, man. I, I was I went there, went to Hinsdale, I think it was 2017, and uh, we were upstairs. I was with Carissa Fleck, and we ended up going into um, – What's one? What's one of the girls who who likes the Vaseline or the Vicks uh, Vapor Rub? Oh, Laura, Laura. Yeah, we put a, uh, a jar of Vicks yeah, Vapor Rub. Yeah, we, and it was a thumbprint in it, and no one, none of us had touched it before. None of us, none of us had. That was ingenious to, to to do that too, like, and then to have a thumbprint in it. I think I actually still have the bottle of Vaseline. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's a, that's one of the, my first real like physical paranormal experiences. Uh, with like physical stuff compared to like you know EVPs and stuff like that, so that was a really, really neat uh, thing to happen. It's a great location. I loved it up there. It's a great house, and I hopefully uh, I'll be able to make it up there again here soon. Yeah, I'd love for you to be able to see what we've done since 2017. Awesome, brother. Well, right. I think it's a completely different house. Man, I can't wait to come see it. I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you. Thanks everyone who tuned in. Have a great night, guys. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. Part of the show. We have got uh, Old Dominion Ghost Hunters coming on the show next week. So we'll be back here. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Hope everyone has a great night. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.